Welcome back to Daf HaShavua as we begin the 13th parak of Meseches Yevamos, the parak that's called Perak Beis Shammai. And uh, the parak over here introduces a uh, concept that we refer to in Halacha, the concept of Miyun. And as we uh, begin and embark on this new chapter of the Mesechta, so we continue to discuss the relevant details of Halachic marriage. And we know that on a Del Reisa level, uh, a woman uh, cannot accept Kedushin until she has Das and the Simanim to accept Kedushin and to uh, become married on her own behalf. The Torah does, however, describe that a father can accept Kedushin for his daughter based on a Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim, where the Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim, Perek Chaf Bez, Pasuk Tezayin reads, SBT Nasati Leish Hazeh, a man says, I give my daughter over to this man, which the Gemara in Ksubos and the Gemara uh, in Sota describe the fact that this father, uh, as his daughter is a, uh, a young girl, can give over his daughter in marriage to a, uh, to a particular person. So this is a marriage that uh, is, uh, uh, has all of the aspects of halachic marriage, uh, and uh, it seems as if uh, it can only end this marriage if there's a divorce or if there's a, uh, or if there's a death. But in a case where we have a girl whose father dies uh, and uh, she cannot become uh, married on a Del Reisa level until she gets to that age because she doesn't have uh, a father who can organize uh, and orchestrate this, uh, this, uh, this marriage for her. So the Torah describes that we have a concept that's referred to as miyun. So this halachic institution called miyun uh, basically and effectively annuls a marriage and a declaration that she isn't willing to continue on in the marriage. And the 13th chapter of Mesech Sivamos spends a lot of time dealing with many of the details of miyun. She doesn't need a get, the Gemara tells us, and the institution of miyun simply uh, gets her out of this marriage that uh, her father had orchestrated for her when she was, uh, when she was younger. So the Mishnah begins, and the first Mishnah begins with quite a few halachic machlokos between Beis Shammai and Beis Halal about Miyun. And the Mishnah opens up with a discussion as to at what stage in marriage Miyun can be done, which is really uh, the majority of Daf Kuf Zayin Amud Aleph. And uh, we're debating when Miyun can take place. Beis Shammai is of the opinion that only for Arusos, that only... Uh, if you're uh, if you're an arusa, can you then go ahead and do miyun? But once you get past that stage, you can't do miyun at all. Beishimel says Beishimel says that arusas and nisuos, that fully married girls, do have the capability and do have the potential to perform this institution of miyun. And uh, Beishimel again takes this possibility a step further. The Mishnah goes on to discuss various other machlokos on the topic of miyun, about how many edim uh, the miyun has to be done in front of, which is a topic uh, and uh, tremendous amount of lumdus, which is discussed on this uh, on this topic with regard to, again, the amount of uh, the amount of edim uh, that miyun has to be performed in front of. Is it a full base din? Is it a base din of uh, three men? Is it a base din of uh, a different type of uh, a different type of base din that's going to be required? This is a machlokes amongst uh, Tosos and the Ritva and the Rambam, and uh, ultimately the Shulchan Aruch in uh, Evan HaEzer describes that Miyun has to be done in front of two witnesses, and there are those that say that it should actually be done in front of three witnesses. And what what uh, Miyun 
plays, the role that Mion plays in Halacha, certainly comes out in these machlokos between Beis Shammai and Beis, uh, Beis Shammai and Beis Telos. The Gemara then goes on to analyze these machlokos, and the Gemara is nervous that we're, we're, we're dealing with a very uh, important institution over here. We're dealing with marriage, and the allowance of Mion, wherever we want, would lead us into problems with uh, with marriages, it would lead us into marriage becoming something that's flimsy marriage that's coming, uh, that becomes something that we can just uh, see as being here today and gone tomorrow. And Beishama is of the opinion that if we allow a minor who is in a sua to perform meon and not receive a get, so people aren't going to realize how the marriage dissolved and it will lead to all sorts uh, of anarchy and chaos in the world of Kedushin. And interestingly enough, Beishama actually did not express concern for this level of anarchy. And Beishama was of the opinion that if the girl and should the girl decide to perform this meun, that she should uh, she should certainly have the right to go ahead and the right to go ahead and do so. So the Gemara then goes on and has a discussion regarding a woman who is uh, being married and whether or not and what happens when she goes uh, to chuppah. So the scenario that the Gemara presents is a scenario that she uh, that she makes her way to the chuppah. She marries this. Uh, she uh, uh, basically marries this man, but they do not have. Uh, they do not have bia. They do not cohabit on their uh, on their wedding night, and as a result of uh, as a result of that, so uh, whether or not they're considered to be full fledged husband and wife is a debate in halacha. And according to Beis Shammai, she would still no longer be able to do miyun. And the explanation the Gemara gives is ein tenai b'chupa, which based on the Meiri who describes and defines what this phrase means, that when the chassan and kala go to chuppah, they're mochel on any previous, any previous stipulations. So any tanayim, any conditions that they had before the chuppah are null and void at this point, because once they got that far, it's assumed that there's a level of intimacy that they're agreeing to. So once they get to chuppah, we're assuming that it's all over, that husband and wife have agreed to go forward, to move to this next stage of marriage, and uh, there's no way that they can get out of it at this point in time. So the Gemara continues to analyze this first, uh, this, uh, uh, sorry, in the, uh, in the context uh, of chuppah, so he's shown him have a debate as to when a full-fledged marriage actually takes place and uh, what's required for marriage to, uh, to, uh, to be effective. So the Rambam describes in Hilchos Ishus and the Gemara is in Kedushin that describe the fact that Nisuin really uh, requires conjugal relations, requires husband and wife to be together for the state of uh, for the state of Nisuin, and it comes out that in the words of Beishamai, in the case of a minor, in the case of a young girl who's entered the chuppah but hasn't yet had bia with her husband or a father who has brought his uh, his daughter to the shlichim of the husband, that miyun cannot be performed because according to Beishamai, miyun is limited to an arusa, and this minor isn't already in the sua. She's already gone to a stage in which the marriage is serious, and therefore she would, uh, therefore she would, uh, she would not be able to perform miyun in such a situation. But according to Shmuel, who we're going to see, so the um, uh, the Gemara describes the fact once again that uh, that we're, we're we're talking about something significant. We're talking about something substantial, and therefore there should be no uh, there should be no possibility for them to dissolve this marriage. Through this institution of uh, through this institution of means, so the Gemara continues to analyze this first machlokas between Beis Shammai and Beis and uh, continues to develop suggestions as to the reasoning behind Beis Shammai and Beis as to when. The uh, when the meun can take place and at what stage of marriage meun can actually happen. So if a katana could just refuse, um, could just refuse me, and the Gemara describes that uh, that the following would take place. So 
Let's backtrack for a second and go to the fourth suggestion that the Gemara gives as to what the reasoning is behind Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel. So the Gemara says that according to Beis Shammai, a person doesn't want to go through the whole tircha of preparing a wedding and then waste all of the preparation. Meaning that if a katana could just refuse her husband after he's suing, a man is going to refrain from marrying her out of concern that she'll just refuse uh, that she'll just refuse the marriage and all the preparation for the wedding is going to be in vain. So Basically, what this suggestion of Beishamai is, is that we're nervous that the husband is going to be responsible for the, uh, for the wedding to take place. The husband uh, and the husband's family are the ones that are responsible for the wedding meal. And therefore, they're going to prepare. They're going to get ready. They're going to do whatever they could. The caterer is hired and the hall is rented. And all of the things are going to take place. And then they're going to uh, get to chuppah. And what's going to happen as they, uh, as they arrive at the chuppah? So when they arrive at the chuppah, the, uh, the girl is going to say, you know what? I don't want to get married. So... Beishamai says that once you decide that you're going to go forward with the marriage, you have to go forward with the marriage. And once again, Beisel was not choshesh for this. So this uh, concept is based on the Gemara in Ksubo Sandaf Gimel, where the Gemara says that the husband's family uh, was responsible for the wedding meal. And it's for this reason that Beishamai uh, only allowed uh, a, a girl who's a katana to do meal when she's in Arusa because there wasn't this investment yet in the wedding. All of the wedding preparations had not, take pl- had not taken place yet. And Basila says that we're not nervous because we have a concept over here that Basila describes, which is actually uh, quite a beautiful concept in the world of, uh, in the world of, um, in the world of, uh, of marriage, certainly. And the Gemara says that Tarvaihu Nichalu that both the husband and wife are agreeable. They want to get married. So the talk of, uh, of marriage uh, goes and they're, they're excited about getting married and the desire of a husband and wife to be known as husband and wife is going to be so great that it's going to offset any of the concerns regarding the possibility that Mion uh, is, uh, is going to happen. And therefore, Basila was not going to be Choshish for such a uh, for such a challenge, and it's interesting to think about this concept because when we think about uh, the future of marriages and the possibility uh, of divorce, so obviously uh, when we prepare for marriage and when so the word divorce uh, shouldn't be necessary uh, at a later stage. Um, at a later stage of uh, of a husband and wife's lives together. So we have halachos and we have institutions in the world of Hilchos Gittin, in the world of Hilchos Gerishin. So we go ahead and we uh, we operate on those grounds. However, what the Gemara is pointing out over here is that in the initial stages of uh, courtship, in the initial stages of a husband and wife knowing each other, so we don't want to describe these things. And Basil is presenting us with the fact that marriages must start off on the right foot, that when uh, a marriage is beginning, so we're not choshish, we're not suspect, we're not suspicious for such types of, uh, for such uh, uh, unfortunate realities that could potentially, in the event of, take place going forward. So it says Basil, we're not nervous this uh, about this chashash of Beis Shammai, that the girl is going to do miyun after the wedding is fully prepared. Let them uh, get married. Let them go ahead or, or let them refuse. If she's going to refuse the marriage, so she's going to give off uh, uh, hints and tips before that takes place. And therefore, it would be, uh, it would be permissible for her to even perform miyum at a uh, at a later stage in the uh, at a later stage in the uh, at a later stage in the marriage. So the Gemara goes on to describe many of the other machlokos between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel that uh, that our Mishnah discusses, and um, they have a very strong correlation. Obviously, this Gemara finds itself in Maseches Yevamos, and the Gemara uh, over here 
describes what role Mion is going to play in Yibum and what Mion does to Azika. Does Mion uh, allow Azika to continue this relationship to continue, or is Mion going to break Azika? So the Gemara quotes Ula, who is of the opinion that a katana can do Mion to break Azika in a case where there were additional brothers that had out that that, that had this outstanding Zika. And there is a machlokes between Rav and Shmuel regarding this girl and the brother who she falls to, uh, who she falls to in Yibum. And as the Gemara goes on, Adafkuf Zayinam and Alfkuf Zayinam and Beis. So the Gemara continues to present uh, the role that this mian is going to play. How, uh, how much uh, of a role is it going to play uh, in, uh, in this marriage? And as the Gemara goes on, so the Gemara presents the, uh, the third Machlokis in our Mishnah, where uh, describing how many Adim the, uh, the Mion has to be performed in front of, which we uh, explained before was based on, I mean, the, uh, the Shulchan Arach in Evan Ha'ezer and Simon, um, uh, uh, Kuf Nun Hey uh, describes the uh, the two witnesses, the three witnesses, and what's going to be necessary for uh, for this meun to take place. And then we have the fourth machlokis in our Mishnah between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel uh, with regards to uh, the relationship between Chalitza and Meun and how many uh, how many judges uh, are going to be required in such a situation. But what goes on really in the in the, uh, the 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 main focal point of Daf Kuf Zayin is really this conversation about Miyun. What is Miyun? What does Miyun present and represent? What are the halachic ramifications uh, of doing Miyun uh, in general? The halachic ramifications of doing Miyun vis-a-vis the concept of Yibum. How do these uh, concepts play out one with the other? And what does it mean, halacha lemaisa, when, uh, when uh, uh, again, we have this situation where a girl's father, uh, who's a katana, has set her up and she uh, she wants to refuse the marriage when she gets to that stage. And we know that, uh, like we began with, so Beishamai, uh makes her agree to this marriage from a much earlier stage. She can't refuse at the later stage uh, of Nisuin, whereas Basil is much more makel and would allow a girl to do Mion at that later stage of marriage. And that rounds up Mesech Sivamos Daf Kuf Zayin.